hey, hey, we're back again for another episode of Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two friends catch up and chat about a new romance novel each week. I have to say, HBs, it has been so heartwarming to see all of your recommendations come through via email and on the reviews. We've got a pretty full slate through the holidays, but then after that, we cannot wait to get into them. Right now, though, we've got to put on our hiking boots and dust off our Russian translator because we are headed for a rescue mission, y'all. This week, we read Helen K. Diamond's Under the Wire, which is the fourth book in the Bad Boys Undercover series. Get ready. Hey, Mel. Hi, Erin. So how you doing? I'm great. I'm especially great now that we're chatting again because I love chatting with you. I am also great enjoying chatting with you. You know what, though? I'm really excited for the moment in which we strike a balance and podcasting is like old hat and we can talk to each other about things that are other than this podcast because <laughs> <laughs> we've sort of swung a 180 from not talking to where enough. we chat all the time. Yeah, from not talking enough about our life in general to talking all the time, but still not talking about. Well, our I don't lives. know about you, but like nothing's happened to me in the last month that I would tell you about anyway, right? Like, oh man, no, tons has happened. Yeah, to I me. was lying. Yeah, you're lying because the the little that we have talked to each other about our lives, it's been like <laughs> stuff. It's been yeah, it's been real stuff. Like you have a child. I have a brand new IUD that will stay inside me for 10 years. Like, there are a lot of things yes. that are happening. For real. Well, not to mention that I have a child that I just sent, I put on a plane to Taiwan with his grandparents. Like, I'm sort of in a place, everyone. And this podcast has been awesome to distract myself from the fact that I sent my 18-month-old halfway across the world to visit his 85-year-old great-grandmother. I'm fine. I... Um... I... Um, <laughs> I was just really hoping you were going to tell our listener, whoever you may uh-huh. be, listener, thank you. Yeah. Hi, listener. We <laughs> um, like you a lot. That you just put your baby on a plane to Taiwan and like that was going to be like the end. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, later, bitch. <laughs> Goodbye. Good luck thriving. <laughs> Good right luck. when you get work. <laughs> Make sure to send money home. Yeah. Please uh, fucking learn to talk by the time you come. I don't know what. I don't know if he talks. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, no, I don't totally. understand no, children he talks. ages. I mean, he talks in his own language. Mm. And it's going to be even crazier because everyone speaks Mandarin. He's going to come So back. we're going to need like an extra Ember dictionary. Man, I miss him. He's so great. And like the past week, he's been giving me extra unsolicited kisses and mama snuggles and things because as much as I attempted to be cool and supportive and awesome and like just pack for him and you know the things you have to do before you send your toddler halfway across the world he could they're like dogs they can sense your emotional upheaval you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's okay he's so great and he's having the best time I'm in a different stage in my life. Um, <laughs> I got an activity tracker for my dog this week. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> so, samesies, right? Because like, I miss oh, yeah. mm-hmm. when I'm at work. Right? <laughs> you know what, though? I will say that, that we traded Ember for their dog, Flop. And it is very like having a toddler. Mm-hmm. He follows us from room to room. He needs a lot of attention. We have to make sure he's fed and watered. He needs exercise just like a toddler does. He he makes loud noises in his own language. I'm um, not worried about... I mean, the only thing... Your level of the care. The only thing that makes him distinctly canine... No, 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 no. Wait for it. Last night, this fucker, we're sleeping... <laughs> And we have hardwood floors, and so he's like clickety clack 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 clacking. Like I'm, I'm gonna get the motherfucker some booties. But all of a sudden, I wake up at three thirty in the morning. So it's my first night without my toddler, who wakes up at about four in the morning and needs to like be comforted and shushed. And I wake up at three thirty in the morning to the sound of Flop fully puking in my upstairs hallway because he has gotten into our dirty laundry and he ate the crotch out of my panties. Um, because he's also a pervert. Like, he's distinctly canine. Ember has never attempted to eat my panties. 
Um, and he's pretty much over the throwing up constantly stage. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, my dog, the snaggletoothed, three-toothed abomination rooster, oh, I love she that dog. throws up every time she drinks water because she drinks it too fast. <laughs> like literally, I, I I'm saying about that. every time she goes and drinks water. So five, <sighs> seven times a day, she's like, nom, 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 water. Oh, no. <laughs> every time. And every time it's a fucking surprise to this dog. <laughs> she has to throw up. I goddamn love your dog, and she makes the sexiest poses. She does, and uh, she's just the best. She's such a character. She's the best roommate I've ever had, hands down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just like a lady about town, she's just so good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, oh hi everyone. Hi. If you recall, you're actually listening to the Heaving Bosoms podcast. I know how you may have been led astray just now. Mm -hmm. Today, we are talking about the fourth book in the Bad Boys Undercover series called Under the Wire. Bad Boys Undercover, Under the Wire, Double Under, Double Sexy, Undercover, Under the Wire. What? (laughs) Sorry, I just wanted to say that. Like the word under. Is is all of that on the front cover? No, no. Oh my god, I love it. No, that's that's just an Aaron original. Yeah. Oh, the damn one, it. The word I can never tell. The title twice. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That was all me. No, it is. It definitely is. I'm all about your Aaron originals. Please keep them coming. I will continue to be the most gullible. Fun fact um, no one's undercover in this book either, or goes under the wire. Literally, like, no one. These things are true. No, there's no. Yeah. Going under yeah. The there's wire. no wires either. There's <laughs> well, no going under bop the wire, wire that you have to go under. <laughs> they have to go through some wire. But uh-huh. they don't go under it. No. No. <laughs> Whatever, man. Okay. This is the fourth book in the series. This is actually my pick. And I chose this because I really liked the premise, although I was hoodwinked just a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. As was our heroine. She was quite, twice, multiple times. <laughs> hoodwinkery just throughout. <laughs> okay. Everyone knows that it, it annoys me when they meet and four hours later they're engaged. So I read the description of this book and I was like, I want to blend my love of romance novels and my love of spy thrillers. And I chose the fourth one in the series because they have been engaged before. Uh, So I was like, oh, cool. This is like, you know, we're meeting them in the middle of their relationship kind of thing. They know a lot about each other already. And none of that turns out to be true. (laughs) Kind of. I mean, okay. So this thing opens up. We've got Kara. She's in her tent and she's freaking out. Like chapter one, I thought was very, very effective. It's like Kara. Oh, it was robust. She's in like some serious, serious danger. She's like in her sleeping bag. There's somebody like got a knife, like cutting into her tent. She's being dragged. She has no idea what's going on. I was all about this. Everything hurts. Mm -hmm. Like her brain hurts. She can't understand what's going on. And may I say, you know how sometimes in a novel, most of the time you're like, I called it. Like I knew what was coming. Um, When they find out what this actually was, I just want you to know, no, I fucking called it. Like, I totally knew. I have a highlight. I can prove it to you. I didn't. I have a highlight in my Kindle that I was like, this is an audio frequency. Definitely, that is why she's freaking out right now. Sorry, guys. I just spoiled a small part of the book for you. It's it's a doesn't matter part of the book, but it's good. It's, It's a nice layer for the spy thriller part of it. Right. Man, so I was on the totally end of the spectrum. I did not see it coming at all. I was like, I've never even heard of this nonsense. I'm all about it. Apparently, it's real. I Googled it. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah, it was really cool. I was, I immediately got immersed into this world, which was really nice. And then it goes from there basically to Reed showing up, right? So, Reed's our hero. Reed's our hero. He's our hard bodied, beabified, lethal. Yeah machine of of death and and running yeah so Mm -hmm. reed is a (laughs) member of the alliance which is a a clandestine off the books squad of lethal intelligence agents that have teamed up both american and mi6 which is british and many others i think there's like a Mossad guy in there or something i I don't know you know okay so i went back and i read the first one listener they are the secretiest <laughs> secret 
that ever secret agencyed. <laughs> Most of the CIA doesn't even know they exist. No. They are black ops all the way. There's some SEALs mm-hmm. on there. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Reed a SEAL? Reed, I think, was in the army. I don't know. We've got Reed and Parker. They're traipsing through Russia. They're in the alliance. I think Parker's British. I don't remember. But, okay, listen, guys. I went back and read the first one in this, too. And it's true of the first book in Bad Boys Undercover as it is in the fourth book. If you have worked in any kind of military job or intelligence job, there are so many annoying things about this book. But they're just like they're on the radio and they're like, hey, Reed, what are you doing? Like, it's just it's very like, I don't know. Just know that it's going to be annoying. And there's squads in the alliance. Yeah, here's the thing, listener. As a totally lay person as well, there are things in here that you're like, no, that can't possibly be the way that works. I mean, even as a lay person, I couldn't get into it sometimes just because I was like, why are you leaving the cave? (laughs) You secret agent. You literally just said it's the only safe place. What are you doing? And. Honestly, for me, I'm not going to not get behind it because it's this clandestine agency that has limitless money and like total secrecy and no rules of engagement and whatever. Like, I get it. I can suspend disbelief of that. But like I said, I read two of these books and they only ever talk about the Alliance has little squads, little teams, and they talk Mm -hmm. about Bravo Squad and they talk about Delta Squad. Never Mm -hmm. is mentioned Alpha Squad or Charlie Squad. Like, I don't know. Nope. It's just Bravo and Delta, like because I think the author thought those were the coolest names. But it's like you don't have <laughs> just a Bravo squad and a Delta squad. That's ridiculous. It's those things. No, the that other get ones you. are even more secrety of a secret. <laughs> Maybe, you know, I don't know. It's those like stupid things. Like there's a part of this where she's very small. Kara is very small compared to Reed, and there are parts of this where he mm-hmm. like removes his bulletproof vest and puts it on Kara, and is like, "Here, baby." have my vest to protect you and it's like that doesn't fucking work you can't put a big guy's vest on a small girl and expect that to stop it's not gonna help her and it's definitely not gonna help him and also you wouldn't do that you're protecting you you gotta look out for number one or else you can't protect anybody else you don't take off your fucking vest it just it made no sense to me okay so first of all yes you secure your own mask before (laughs) helping people around you on the goddamn airplane. airplane Yes. And second of all, if he is like this incredible secret agent and like they both went over there and made sure that they got some guns, Mm -hmm. you're telling me that he didn't think like mayhaps I should just put a size small bulletproof vest into my pack where I've been. I mean, it's like a Mary Poppins goddamn pack. He's pulling out sweaters. He's pulling out jackets. He's pulling out quilts. He's pulling out. I swear to Christ. Condoms. Spoiler alert, everyone. Yeah, they And up. you couldn't... Come on. He knows. He knows that, that Kara, Kara, whatever her name is, gets into trouble. Oh, because P.S., the first half of the book, I read it as Kara, and the second half, I read it as Kara, and I'm still on the <laughs> fence. Okay. All right. So back to it. All right. So he's in this organization. He's tra- traipsing around with uh, him and Parker. Eventually, you find out that this girl, Kara, is a geologist, and she is in the Ural Mountains. Ural? Is that right? Russia? Urals? The yes. Urals? Yep, yeah, yep, okay. yep, yep. She went for some kind of expedition there, and she has fallen off the radar. And because of that, her brother, Caleb, has contacted Reed, who used to be engaged to her. And this was their meet-cute mm-hmm. back in the day when they got engaged. All right. Everybody strap in, because this is... Yeah, this is, is how I was hoodwinked. Real complicated and also real uh i'm gonna go problematic so so kara has no as far as i know any links at all to the alliance or any kind of she's just a geologist out in the world her roommate somehow and kara was on assignment no she was on assignment in egypt and one of the other scientists on the blah blah yeah she saw an attempted assassination of a minister or diplomat or something yeah and that led to a standoff for three days in uh-huh. there. Well, well, yeah. Well, because then Reed, Reed's team was tailing the assassin who went after the roommate because she saw too much. And then all it says is like Reed burst through the window and three days later we were sieging still. <laughs> like, right. Right? 
Right. Yeah. So they're they're in like a standoff for three days. Okay. And then they fall in love in like a matter of a couple weeks. They got engaged and Kara was worried they became engaged and in love just based on the adrenaline and they didn't really know anything about each other. So she tried to slow it down. That pissed Reed off and then they it fell apart and they broke up. Fine. Okay. Got it. That's, and then she packed everything and right. left and she left a sneaker in the middle of the floor and it, he came <laughs> home and he was all discombobulated and she part. was gone. Okay, so that um, happened sometime during the course of that fiasco and love engagement. Reed secretly implanted into Kara a tracking device so that he could track her until all the bad guys involved with that situation were dead. That tracker, a year and a half later or two years later, whenever it is now, now in the book, is anyone have a headache yet? Is still <laughs> is still active in her beeping onto the radar. Yes. Okay, so we're being led to believe that she gets pissed off because, you know, understandably, while she was under anesthesia or something to tend to a knife wound he was like you know what just like slip a little tracker in there too yeah beep 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 and um and so she finds out about this and she's like what the fuck did you do to me and he's like yeah you know safety first and she's like no sir which is fucking bullshit because Reed is not a safety first kind of guy, as we will find out. You know, he likes to talk about safety first in in words, but not in actions, our <laughs> Reed. So she is understandably super pissed, but then takes no steps to have it deactivated no. or removed. She doesn't remove Okay. It. She's just too know. busy grieving yeah. and She's a scientist, looking at rocks. Melody. Okay, so, but that's the other reason that I wanted to read this book, because they knew each other before, it told me. We're leaping into the middle of their relationship, it told me. Mm-hmm. She's a badass lady scientist, they said. And uh, uh, so we step into it. Reed is on vacay. He's on bereavement vacay, because apparently something happened in another book we didn't read. Yeah, which and is someone died. honestly to me bullshit matter. because I read book one and then I, because I cannot just hop in on book four like you wanted me to do. I had to go back and read book one <laughs> before I read book four because I'm I'm that. <laughs> and then like I hopped into book four and I was like, oh, he died. <laughs> like <laughs> that kind of sucked for me. But okay, so he's on he's on vacay. Kara's brother Caleb sees that her expedition in the Urals has gone missing or she hasn't checked in in a couple of days. So he apparently works with Reed, Caleb, some kind of hacker that works with Reed with the Alliance. This to me is like the biggest plot hole. Weird coincidence. No, he's a magic hacker. Yeah. It may have also fine. been another book. We don't know. We're dicks. No, and I asked you to book. go on it's up not, before. That's not how these are laid out. This is supposed to be just like a weird coincidence that she happened to run oh, yeah. into Reed a year and a half ago. And then also her brother works with Reed. Like that is never explained. Like I, all I needed was somebody to be like, what a crazy happenstance. Like, that's all I needed. Sure, sure. It was yeah. just like, what are the odds of this? So Caleb calls Reed and is like, hey, my sister is off the grid. Remember how you implanted that tracker into your arm? She told me about that. Uh, would you mind tracking her? And he was like, good to go. So he calls his friend Parker from Delta Team and is like, hey, Parker, instead of going on this motorcycle trip that we planned to go on, would you rather go to Russia and also bring a bunch of guns and also don't tell anybody. And also, shh, um, this is just be cool about this. And Parker's like, yeah, I'm game for anything because Parker is great. Yeah, Parker's just like Parker. Parker's just on the plane. Yeah. yeah. Parker's like, what do you need, yeah. man? You're not going to tell me why you need it. Yeah, cool. he's a good friend. And I found him funny. I liked Parker. Mm-hmm. I like Parker. Had I've been on this expedition with Reed and Kara and Parker. You may have banged Parker. I would have gotten with Parker. Yeah, for sure. Fair enough. Um, and I think he's British. Like, I'm Even like 80% his... sure he was British at some point. I didn't read him as British, but I'll go with it because it just makes him hotter. Wait, so you didn't mind the Bigfootery that he was into? The conspiracy No, in fact, like... I mean, the... it gave him a layer that was pretty fun. Yeah, at the beginning, they were pretty heavy on, like, making fun of this character, Parker, for being into, like, Yetis and Bigfoot and various conspiracy theories. They dropped it then for most of the book. Like, it then wasn't yeah. mentioned until the end. And I wished it was, like, constant. Like, I wished that, like, everything <laughs> that happened in this book, he was like, mm, aliens. 
No, totally. I wish that Me was too. Throughout. Um, no, I love yeah. that wrinkle. I actually wanted more of it. And I may as well say this now. So at the end, he says something effective like, Oh, you know why I believe in all that stuff is just like after all this shit we've seen with the alliance and like going around the world and like stopping madmen and like all of this stuff, how how can you not believe in like Yetis and Bigfoot? Because like anything is possible. Yeah. And I think to anyone else that would have been like kind of sweet. But for me, I feel like the more I've worked in government, the more I'm like, no, humans are not capable of keeping secrets. Like it is not like <laughs> it's just like the less confidence I have in like massive government conspiracies. Like, um, no, some secretary would have blabbed to somebody by now about that if that were real. I feel like the more you see, the less you believe. Fair enough. Well, but maybe that's what makes Parker just the North Star in a in a constellation of stupid. <laughs> okay, so so they find Kara, and she is freaked out. She is in shock. She's probably got hypothermia. She's in a field. She's probably starving. Starving. The whole thing. She does not know what happened to her. She knows she has a gun, right. and that's it. And she's freaking out. She's pointing the gun at them. She has a gun. Forgot about that. Yep. Melody was just like, huh? She's pointing it at Reed. She's pointing it at Parker. She doesn't know what the fuck is up. They could be in on it. She doesn't know. She's shaking. She's freaking out. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to clock here that I believe at re- when I'm reading this, I believe this to be midday because Parker yes. and Reed talk about how they've been hiking about 20 miles already. Just wanted to clock mm-hmm. that time in. This is the middle of the day sometime. They finally this will get become important later me, after this very marathon important. of a day. <laughs> they get Kara to drop the gun basically because she's like so tired and um, her nerves are so like she's like done. She is done. She's in shock. Well, and the more the more she starts talking through it, the more she's like, OK, wait, I'm getting my faculties back. You're a person that I have trusted in the past. I don't know why you're here, but I'm kind of glad that you are. I guess I could not shoot you for a moment mm-hmm. and let you talk. And then as as she continues evaluating the situation, the more grounded she feels and the more grounded she starts acting, which I actually thought was a nice detail. I felt the opposite. I was just like, okay, okay. All of a sudden you get a little, a little snuggle from Reed. Your ex fiance. <laughs> I forgot about little, the snuggle. There was put, one. Of he those. puts like a little full, polar fleece on you and you snuggle into that fleece and you're like, you know what, guys? <laughs> I'm good to go. Just wash this blood off. Not mine. Yeah, you take a, br- a big breath of, of reed smell out of that yeah. uh, fleece yeah. and you're mm. good. Oh, I'm fine. Hypothermia? Okay. Fucking gone. I've got a fleece now. I'm good. You guys. I'm want sorry. Did you flight? also give me a Cliff Bar? Yeah. Whoa. Did she, did, yeah. He gave her like a, a granola bar. Like this is such. She was in like total shock. She had like hypothermia. There's. She's not like. Hey guys. Yeah. I'm gonna shake and vomit for a while and like. No. There's none of that. There's just like. Oh, the power of love is gonna carry me through. Which. Yeah, that sounds right, Erin. Uh-huh. Honestly. Like your pet peeve of. Uh, romance novels tends to usually be some kind of like misogyny or consent issues. Mine is uh-huh. usually safety. <laughs> safety and logistical believableness. <laughs> yeah. Believableness? I don't like, know. If that's we a had word. a conversation Whatever. recently. Believability. Believability. We, like if a fireplace is going too long, if like <laughs> you know, I'm just like <laughs> it's true. Safety. Um. So safety fires. That was a little annoying because I kept expecting her to collapse or something, and it just never, it never happened. Well, especially since they keep on talking about how they're meandering like five miles additional just to make sure that nobody can track them. Which, like, okay, no, that that's a real, that's for real. I think I was good. No, on that. that is for real. But adding that to everything else that Reed does, I'm like, why that then? <laughs> If you're going to sh- throw caution to the wind in every other way, why not let the woman who's in shock just like walk a straight line? Because yeah. you're literally later in the book just running into Russians left and right and just murdering them. Yeah. So why not start now? She's she's tired. Yeah. Bitch is injured. And I'm going to be real with you. Okay. So they meander around the area for a really long time. 
they end up in a place and then like another place and there keeps being like shootings at the places and they're running into people. My notes aren't stellar. Explosions. (laughs) I know. Same here. They go to because they have to retrieve some data that she thinks is very important. Yeah. So there's there's a shoot shoot up bang bang. Yeah. Then they get shot in the shoulder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's review. That's the first shot. Shot in the shoulder. Mm -hmm. Reed does. Parker is just a BA who's just taking people out and dodging them bullets like a champ. He's ready to go. He's like John Wick. He's just like pew, 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 pew. And like Russian special forces are dropping. And and Reed is like, I'm going to try to step in front of Kara. I'm shot. Like every time. Oh, no. (laughs) No. I forgot. I took off my bulletproof vest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Constantly. So they get. Well, there is that moment where she's like. Just because you want to be bulletproof doesn't mean that you are. And he's like, we'll agree to disagree. I'm like, yeah. no, motherfucker, that's science. Safety. That's just life. Safety first. Yeah. She would be, if you die, she's fucked. Mm-hmm. So why don't you keep the vest and put her in the bushes where she'd le- prefer to be anyway? Right. I don't know. Right. So they get that data. So they, then they shoot go up to a another- bunch of bitches. Yeah, they go to a place that's supposed to be like an abandoned old Soviet base or something. It's not abandoned. It's a they camp. See- yeah, camp. They see the rest of her few members of her team, the the science team. They're one's dead, one's like on the floor. They get out of there. I think Reed gets shot again. Reed this gets shot the one... in the abdomen. Yeah. He gets shot in the torso. Yeah. He gets fully shot through and through <laughs> in the side of his torso. <laughs> I'm thinking like in my brain, it's like it's like just below the ribs or like nearer to his hip bone you know what i mean uh-huh. we're like you could maybe hit a kidney but probably not if it's far enough out right but if anybody has done a core workout recently like <laughs> after a particularly robust yoga class it's hard for me to get out of bed because after like once your once your core hurts you figure out how much you use your core in literally everything you do, whether it's moving your legs or picking up rocks or just, uh, just attempting love- to go from a seated position to a standing position. Like everything hurts after a good core workout. You're comparing getting shot in the abdomen to yoga. <laughs> Listen, bro. <laughs> We got to go from where we relate from. And uh-huh. that is right now where I relate from. I have never been shot in the abdomen. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you use your core for fucking everything, including fucking. So uh. the amount of blood he says that he loses, because basically what he does. All right. He should pass out. Yeah, I know. He should be passed Listen. out. I don't I don't uh. understand. So he's been hiking through Russia for God knows how long with Parker he decides that the way to treat this thing, I'm like, okay, I've been through level one combat lifesavers course. Like that is my yes. level, which is a low one. Like, and I know it's a low one. that if somebody gets shot in the abdomen, the right thing to do is not to like shove a dirty shirt in it, which is I think what he does. I mean, eventually he gets like some clotting uh, powder and throws that in there. Yeah. He gets some of that goo shit, which is helpful. Yeah, so he's, but that's after they walk another yeah. five miles mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, because he's talking like he doesn't about, do that immediately, right? He's talking about how the shirt's like sticking to the wound and it's like tearing the open every time he steps. And I'm like, you are losing a lot of blood. A metric fuck ton okay. of blood is gone. So that's the second thing they do, and then they go to and then a they're cabin. like, we're gonna go to a cabin to hide out and maybe give me some. St- well, Kara's like, then I can look at your wound, and he's like, no, probably no. not even then. No, because I'm a man. Yeah, and I'm strong. The reason why I got hand selected from the army <laughs> is that <laughs> that I just keep fucking going when I've been shot twice. Like that's the reason. That's that the right. Secret because agency thought I was great. I'm a human anomaly, and I actually have five more quarts of blood than the average person. Let me tell you um, something about the army. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, listener, our one listener, yeah, which is me. Drop later, some knowledge probably. on us. <laughs> Here, here's a little thing about the army. I'm in the army. If you want to take a road trip for the weekend, mm. you have to tell the army if you're leaving. Like, usually a 300 mile radius is, you know, it depends on where you're stationed, what your unit is. So, I want to take a little road trip. I've got to fill out a report 
that tells my commander how often I'm stopping for naps and where. And if I don't stop every four hours for a fucking nap, I don't get to go on my trip because you shouldn't be driving for longer than four hours because that is a safety risk. So let me tell you, the army leadership was not like, you know what? This is the guy. Let's pluck him out of sniper school or whatever the fuck he was doing. I think it was some kind of sniper. No, the army doesn't even know about the alliance because they are so top secret and caution to the wind that they were like, this army dropout is perfect for us. (laughs) That's that's what we love. You know what? You're right. You're right. I'm, I'm putting honestly the most unbelievable things about this for me was like they never mentioned Alpha Squad. And also, no one has to file like any kind of uh, report on where the money went. Like that's no reports. <laughs> black black books. No one black has to like ops. go into a program and be like, "I spent thirty two dollars on gas that day." <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing that I can't believe about this. Anyway, mm-hmm. all right, moving on. So they go. So to then the- they go to this cabin yeah. and they find. Oh wait, let's let's talk about let's talk about how they turn danger into romance real quick on the okay. way to the cabin. Mm-hmm. They there are some Russians driving places, and so Reed pushes her down a bank, and then and I then Cat cool splays himself on top of her, mm-hmm. which I, I I was I was fine with it like cool. But remember, but like he's bleeding copiously touch, onto her. Yeah, but this is the first time they touch each other, and I'm like, what hundred something pages into this book? I know, I know. And so I was, I was not ready for really it. I was about like, that. stick it yeah. in. Like I don't care how many. <laughs> Because nothing sexy has happened. Like, nothing even, like, kind of flirty has happened at this point. And I'm just like, why am I reading this, you know, like, low-level spy-slash-action book when I could be reading Mm -hmm. a high-level romance book? So I'm like, all right, we're into it now. Like, let's get it. Anyway. Yeah, so they they touch each other and they nuzzle a bit and they talk about their old life uh, together, which apparently was only about six weeks. And then she bounced and during those six weeks, he just wouldn't talk to her about anything, which is also cool. But then they kiss, right? They kiss because mm-hmm. they're like rubbing up against each other just just yeah. enough. Because everybody's brushed can... their teeth in the last three weeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kara. Oh, delicious. It's been days, mm-hmm. I'm sure. It right? has. It yeah. has. Oh, yeah. And she's like swallowed her own blood a couple times. I'm pretty positive. Like, who knows? And that other guy's so, blood. The civil rights leader. Also that. Which, why do we need to know that detail? I don't know, man. One of the dead members of her team was like a civil rights leader, and we needed that Mm -hmm. fact for some reason. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, whatever. So (laughs) they kiss. That was the sexiest part of the book. (laughs) For Melody. So they, they kiss and then they get up again because he's angry about something because she's second guessing the fact that they knew each other for four minutes, got engaged. And then uh, she was like, I feel like this was maybe a little bit unrealistic. And he was like, it was the realest thing I ever experienced. And so then they walk to the cabin and you can just smell death because there are six dead bodies in there because the Russians don't know how to dig holes. Okay. Four (laughs) Russians hate holes. And they love, <laughs> they love rotting corpses. And so they just shove these people, these dead people into a cabin. God, I hope our one listener isn't Russian. <laughs> I think our one listener would be savvy enough to realize this sarcasm in my voice. So then they're like, so then the two men's are talking inside, Parker and Reed, and they're like, what do we do now? I don't know. This is the one place we knew where to go. Wait, I have some things to say about the cabin. Okay, step right Reed up. Reed goes into this cabin. There are four people inside, one of which I believe they've all been shot, execution style. A couple have been stabbed, maybe. Yeah, one there's his, been some brutality. Yeah, one got shot in the face. He goes in. Smells the stench of death. It's so overpowering. He sees the bodies. He freaks the fuck out. He does the thing where he screams silently and backs into the door. You don't remember this part? Oh, I forgot about that. He, like, backs up until he hits the door and then, like, comes outside and is, like, slams the door and is like, they're dead. That's right. (gasps) And then Parker shows up and he's like, hey, there's a bunch of dead bodies in there. Should we go in there and talk for a while? All right. And then it goes, it like, <laughs> when he first goes in, it's like the stench is so bad, like breathe through your mouth. Like it's 
horrible. Mm-hmm. And then they go in and talk for like 20 minutes about how Reed is in love with Kara. Yeah, totally. And then they just powwow in there for a mm-hmm. while and they have some some male bonding time and they strategize and they take pictures because Reed doesn't want Kara, Kara to see the bodies. Right. And meanwhile, Parker, I love Parker. He's like, but isn't that the most efficient way to do this? Yes. And like, we, we got to make this snappy. And Reed's like, no. Yeah, go Delta team. Yeah. Because may I say these books go through Bravo team. Like everybody on Bravo team is a hero in these books, it seems like. And um, Delta team seems like much more better at their jobs. Oh, fair enough. Fair Bravo enough. team's all about love. Bravo team's a little distracted, yeah. let's say. So they are talking and Reed's like, well, I don't really know where to go from here. This was our place. And Kara's like, hey, I'm out here and uh, I know a place. And they're both like, probably not. She's still in shock. <laughs> And she's like, she's just a geologist. No, but, yeah, but really though, remember that I'm a geologist and like rocks and hiding places and caves and mines. Does a mine sound good? And they're like, kinda, but it might still be Russian owned and operated. And like, she's in shock. And she's like, no, 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 let's go check it out though because it's the perfect place to hide. Mm-hmm. And they're like, fine. So then they make a beeline to the mine. Mm-hmm. Parker fucks off. Where is Parker? They got to the mine. Tasha's in town. Tasha is there for support now. Tasha and Caleb have shown up and they're on the ground and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so Parker leaves to bury bodies and uh, get supplies, question mark? Pfft, I don't know. I have no they, idea Parker why those bodies could not have to just... give these people. No, bullshit. I don't get it. No, they're... he leaves to give them some alone time. That is what <laughs> yeah, happens. There you go. So they go to the mine and alone time works out really well for everyone except for Reed's gaping abdominal wound. Um, <laughs> because this is the first sexy thing that happens. She goos his wound together. Mm-hmm. And then a really weird thing happens where she's like, so turns out I turn into like a cat on a hot tin roof when bullets start flying. And I bet she literally says something to the effect of, you could make me feel even better. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? That sounds like a great idea. I'm seated on the ground with two different gunshot wounds, one in the shoulder, one in the abdomen. Both of those are core, right? You use it for everything. Mm -hmm. He's seated cross-legged on a goddamn blanket against a wall. And so he's like, come here, just have a seat on my lap. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she's leaning up against his shoulder and his abdomen. Mm -hmm. He reaches around and he gives her a little bit of um, manual stimulation until she starts writhing against his shoulder wound and his abdominal wound <laughs> while she's climaxing. Uh-huh. And he's like, yep, I'm here for it. Yeah. It's it's all good. And she then gets real sleepy and is like, but you. And he's like, you don't even mean that. And she's like, you're right. I'm sleeping now. Mm-hmm. And that is sexy time number one. You know what? Which makes no goddamn sense to me. I like it. If that didn't come out through and through. Here's me. I'm like, all right, the wounds have been treated. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) But he didn't take any pain pills or anything. He didn't. Not to mention that they're not actually stitches. No. So that goo could come apart at any moment, especially when a cat on a hot tin roof is just like flexing (laughs) against you. Okay? I feel like he's not moving a lot here. Like he's just doing some finger banging, which... No, but she is climaxing again. I can't, Aaron. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I am just a a, a lady that. Um, Here's the thing. Maybe I'm telling you too much about myself mid orgasm. But <laughs> like, how do you stay it's still? How do you move around a lot. I mean, no. I'm saying that any amount against a fresh bullet wound is a lot. Okay. Fresh is an overstatement. This happened, like... What, 35 minutes ago? <laughs> like, okay, can I talk about the timeline in this book just a little bit? <laughs> the idea that they... We're back to logistics with Aaron McCarthy. <laughs> it's uh, logistics time with Aaron McCarthy. Yep. They met, then they walked 20 miles or so to the mm, to the mm-hmm. base. Or no, to, to the, the many no, places. To the, the, the data drop. Then they walked another 20 fucking miles to the to the camp. 
Then then they yeah. walked more to a cabin. To a cabin. And by the way, they're doubling back this whole time. They're going over their tracks. Oh, they're winding around. Then they, then they go to the mine. This is not a place that's like there's neighbors. Like this is this is the Ural Mountains out in like they're far. Yeah. And it's still daytime like i'm just really confused by the passage of time oh, in the yeah. book, this book and here's the thing i think i would have been very safety first about this wound and this fingering um situation <laughs> and the sex that comes later if i weren't like 200 pages into this book and just I know. ready just for sex somebody starved. to bang like i, know. I was just like <laughs> and i remember thinking that the dialogue their fighting dialogue and their like relationship dialogue i thought was really good really snappy and it was very believable he really seemed like this man who was in this situation and he made rational choices in the relationship and couldn't see her side of it but i saw where he was coming and she did the same and i felt the same way about her like i could understand rationally where these two fell fell out of this relationship and then got back in it in the way that they did and they talk realistically yeah you could definitely yeah you can see the disconnect they're both incredibly brutally honest with Mm -hmm. each other they're both i mean there's a lot of um there's a lot of really great moments where she doesn't really i mean she kind of tests him in a certain way but not like tests him like she drops some knowledge on him and his response to it is exactly what she would need from a partner Mm -hmm. which just proves to me why they had such good chemistry to begin with and then why they come back to that really good chemistry so a lot of it makes sense the logistics the wounds the banging none of that makes sense to me and the and their sex talk i think is pretty good like their dirty talk during sex like i thought was pretty hot their love talk is a little rough for me when she's like sometimes i just need to fall and he's if you fall, I'll be here to catch you. Like that kind of stuff. I was like, yeah, but the, Mm -hmm. but like during sex and like fighting, I thought they were very believable. The the love, the mushy dialogue in this book, I found to be a little rough, but maybe that's because I'm just not, I'm not down for that as much as I am the other two things. Totally. Totally. Yeah. 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 Um, But yeah, for me, the cave sex, I was, I was at the table. I was on board. I was here for it. I was ready to go. I was on board and don't get me wrong it was it was hot while it was happening but there was definitely this this disconnect for me where like half of my brain was going this has got to be the most painful experience of mm-hmm. his life yeah. and then later on like fast forward and the they get to like the actual P and V sex mm-hmm. and wait but before that they go out for some air and he gets shot again well yeah yes he leaves the mine after telling her that the the mine is literally the only safe place to be. And then he runs smack dab into a Russian scout doing some scouting work and they do some hand-to-hand combat situation. No, he doesn't get shot again, but his wound, no, his, um, his goo, I think opens. Meanwhile, I did really like this part. The, the, the only redeeming quality for this about this to me is that Kara, Kara goes out I should just pick one. Yeah, uh-huh. I really feel like you need to decide. Okay, uh, what, what you've been saying, Kara? Yeah, <laughs> great, Kara. <laughs> so Kara leaves the cave, and the only way he actually gets out of this sticky, ruski scouting situation is that she shoots him dead. And it's like, lady saves the day. Great, let's go back to the cave and bone. Yeah. But before this, she gives him some stitches, mm-hmm. some real life stitches, mm-hmm. and that's a great idea. But then they have more core exerting sex. And don't get me wrong. All sex, you need some core Mm -hmm. in there to make it work, right? In one way or another. But they're standing. He picks up her leg onto the side of his abdomen and like holds her up while thrusting no No, you have a gaping strong abdominal wound i'm sorry i just don't think so i just can't i mean he could have been on the bottom he could have been laying down on top maybe even right Mm -hmm. but like holding her up i just you were shot sir twice two times shot twice and that's the kind of sex that we're trying to say happens Mm -hmm. like no nope 
I won't. I can't and I won't, everyone. I was so ready for there to be some kind of action in this book. I mean, again, I agree. It was... It, we needed. I feel we like we're in a role time reversal. Time. I should be the one that's mad about the abdominal wounds. I know, but I was just I so bored because you guys have to understand. <laughs> and my guys, I mean, our one listener is probably my dog who's already gotten bored and walked away. But like, rooster, rooster sashaying through the living room right now. Tap. Um, but by this time, like, there's not only this story going on, but there's mm-hmm. Tasha, the Alliance's boss, talking to Nico, who, like, led an expedition, and there's, like, their whole thing, which I don't even oh, want to yeah, talk like, about. Oh, yeah, like, there's a, there's so... a, no, we're not going to talk about that. Because also, there needs to be something that the listener finds out about uh, when they read, or oh, if they read. Oh, are we not um, revealing the I mean... twist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's a twist. There's a twist. It's not uh, romantical, spoiler everyone. Alert, it's stupid. <laughs> When it happened, I was like, wait, who? What? I know. Yeah. I know. So anyway, they have some cave sex. Like, they're starting to find each other again, which mm-hmm. is really nice because um, she's still pretty skeptical, which I, I actually did like a lot because, you know, she's not just being like, I have all of these issues. Mm-hmm. Oh, but your penis is out. And so they're gone now. <laughs> she kind of is. But she's also self-aware of that. She's like, I have but, all these but issues. But in the moment. But his penis is out. So, No, no, no. Know. Right. But like, but she's not like, we should definitely get re-engaged right. after four minutes. Right. You know what I mean? That's what I liked. I didn't mind that she was um, that she was exploring his nether regions. <laughs> I know we've talked about this before already. Yeah, go ahead. But I also couldn't. And this is, again, the reason why I can't always get in the headspace for a good historical novel. Mm, the mm-hmm. smells that must have been happening on these two at this point in time after walking, <laughs> I don't know, 300 miles in the Russian wilderness. <laughs> And she's out. She's been out in the brush for days. So have him and Parker. Like, she's got dried blood all over. Yeah, I mean, just you know, when he's reaching down into those quote sensible cotton panties, I'm just like Mm. that area must be real rough by now. Like, I was like, well, the other thing that I uh, appreciated is that I don't remember there being oral on either side no and mm-hmm. that actually made sense to yes. me because everybody is out of those shower. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like one of the only times where i'm like yeah you know what we can okay we can skip that. Yeah. that style of foreplay that's so, fine plus like you know they're doing a lot of um a lot of verbal mm-hmm. uh combat yeah. which they both also get off on yeah. um i don't mind a little intellectual foreplay Mm-mm. i don't even remember the fuck happens next like you know uh, what it doesn't matter so something else happens one of her team shows up (laughs) oh yeah yeah that's what happens one of her team one of her team shows up reed is pretty skeptical that he's not one of the bad guys no 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 no. they go find which makes total sense that's what happens next they go into they find out about the bomb they find a secret lab yeah i don't remember they find there's no bomb it's a a lab to start making the bombs yes And she uses her geology know-how to not only find the lab, but then figure out what kind of bomb it would be. And I thought that was pretty cool. What I thought was not cool is no matter Mm. what they're doing, every hill they walk over, there Mm -hmm. is an an army of just men with guns trying to kill them. Oh, just troopers. Troopers and jeeps. The the actual lab where the bomb making is going on, completely unguarded. They walk in the front door. There's no one inside. They walk out the front door. There's no one outside. Well, it's so well hidden, Aaron, remember? No, that was just... And it was supposed to be a secret mission, so only two people knew about it. No, I just couldn't. And then... And this one person... No, 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 I'm sorry. This one person in like the six days that they were there, excavated the whole fucking thing in the side of the mountain, built his little pillar shits, got all of the equipment into this place without her, his team knowing about it or without, I don't know, any support. Where did his support come mm-hmm. from? I don't fucking know. They don't talk about that at all. And he was doing a secret thing alongside of their full-time actual job, which is his cover story. Yeah. So all of that happens. So what turns out is like one like us two guys are are doing like a lab with a bomb that, mm. and using her we won't tell you who yeah we won't tell you who it's gonna surprise you because you're not gonna remember the character Care. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're like doing this lab and using the the documentary crew thing the actual her geology shmushma as yep. the cover-up 
And then the Russian special forces that were killing the members of her team that have been pursuing them, that they have been shooting in the face with abandoned John Wick style the whole time. Oh, yeah. They're just trying to find the same mine. They're just trying, not the mine, yeah. the same lab. They're trying to figure out what the they're fuck these also, people are, these interlopers yeah, are doing in their country. They're trying to find this lab, trying to be like, don't make bombs. And never do we recognize when we find that out. Never does Reed just kind of be like, ah, all those guys were innocent. <laughs> like, no one. Yeah, no one all those guys' like, probs had families. Oh, man. We were all just on the mm. same team, and I just kept shooting Sad them in the town. face. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah. But then Reed gets injured again somehow, or maybe That's he's in the final just shootout, suffering. I think more from his current injuries all of those because remember very serious abdominal wounds (laughs) oh oh wait but then they go bang in a truck somewhere else they had to ditch a truck did they bang in a truck they did yeah she she uh got atop him in front of the steering wheel oh yeah um, because remember she is feminine and tiny and he is manly and giant (laughs) And yeah, and then he goes to the hospital once everybody gets found and murdered. Yeah, this this culminates in like uh, Parker comes back, Tasha, the boss, shows up, the Russian guy who like planned the expedition shows up, some other people are there, and it ends up in like a full on shootout um, where Reed gets shot again, I believe. Again, Um, I think. That's shot three. (laughs) And then eventually does go to a hospital this thing concludes at a hospital right right yes that's exactly right and so then caleb and his sister go chat and during their chat she's like i'm super in love with him and caleb's like i've known this all along and i've been keeping reed up to date on you so that he would continue to be in love with you which is like okay like all right bromo sapien you have a sister if somebody put a secret tracker in your sister's arm (laughs) would you ever be like yeah, that's the man. I'm telling you. That's what Adam Jacob Chafee Carlisle would not be okay with that. <laughs> Shout out to Adam because you're a great brother. So then, but but okay, and and this is what I found hilarious. During this time, Reed wakes up from his hospital bed, sees that she's gone, and so of course his first thought is, "This bitch." <laughs> He's like she's gone she hates me i can't even believe this i came all the way to russia to win her back and it didn't work and then she shows up and she's about to tell him that she loves him and he stops her and gets furious and is like why can't you just let me love you and she's like i want to and then they're engaged again and then like they break down the lab and stuff and she continues being a badass geologist, and he continues being a, a lethal slab of meathead. And uh, that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so they, they live happily ever after, and they probably have even more robust sex when he's fully healed. Mm-hmm. We can all look forward to that in our imaginations. Can I can I make a quick plug for book one of Bad Boys Undercover? Yes, please! Which is yes, please. Bad Boys Undercover playing dirty. Yeah, we like that title. That is less believable i think as far as the spy stuff the first 60 pages are pretty rough but it's a lot better of a love story in my opinion i found it to be sexier i liked them more it was more love story centric like there was a bunch of spy stuff going on and that's what brought them together but there's kind of like a cat and mouse sort of thing where they're on different sides of the thing so one might have to kill the other one and i really Hmm. liked that and there was yeah, it was less believable, but there was less of it. You're not reading about other bullshit storylines like throughout. It's it's all centered around the love story because the love story is centered around the thing that they're doing in the spy story. That makes sense. Yes. So that does make um, sense. Yeah. The first sixty pages were real rough, but if you can get past that, it's a good book. All right. I'm I'm into that. And you know what? I did I think I texted you during this and I was like, I'm gonna read all of these. Yeah. And you were like, Oh, so it's that it's that good? And I was like, I mean, I don't know if it's that good. I just enjoyed myself throughout. Mm-hmm. There were some serious uh, holes and problems, as we have uh, Yeah, I feel out. like we've kind of shit on this book. And it was actually pretty good. I know good. we have. But I really did enjoy it. Yeah. It's just when I when I am taken out of a story, I'm like, 
hugely taken out of the story. <laughs> I mean, but I'm also just sort of a an extreme person in that way, regardless. Mm-hmm. So I actually did really enjoy this book. I liked a lot of their relational components. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of him respecting her and her expertise and vice versa. I liked their fights, especially. Mm-hmm. I, I liked that throughout it, it always felt like they were fighting for each other. And I know that's like a cliche blah, but really one of the biggest things I think in a romantic relationship is yes, have the fights, have the hard talks, as long as it feels like you're fighting for something and not against the other person. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that a lot in this story. Mm -hmm. They were each like, you know, scraping to get closer instead of just like shitting on each other, which is really nice. Right. Yeah. Okay, so all right, Aaron, what's your what's your self-love recommendation this week? I want to make a quick plug for my book club. I think that if you are a lady in the world and you know other ladies that might enjoy books, not even like the same kind of books, get a book club together because like I moved to Alaska uh, three years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody. And I knew one girl who had like some other friends and she had some friends and we all got together and created a book club. And now it's been this like, like just a great lady club that gets together. It's not even about books anymore. It's just like, it's just about female friendship. So I think everybody should start a book club. Again. That is very cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, I, I, I like that idea. And I actually have a lot of friends who are in either book clubs together or like multiple book clubs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It seems it seems very. You got to find the right one, um, though, because I tried to join a book club when I first got here that turned out to be like a Christian women's inspiration book club. And I was like, oh. they were like, we were supposed to bring books to the first one that we wanted to read. And I had like my little stack of like romance novels and like sci fi and stuff. They're like, we would like to read her journey through God. And I was like, Ooh, I'm like shoving oh. my like her Halloween treat <laughs> under the table. <laughs> anyway, sorry. you got to find That's the right awesome. one. Yeah, totally. Okay, my self-love recommendation this week is a little on the nose. I just discovered this site called um, Oh My God Yes. It's literally omgyes.com. And the subheading is, See What Science Says About Women's Pleasure. A new hands-on way to explore the many ways women actually find pleasure based on research. Because I listen to quite a bit of Dan Savage and there's new statistics out that say I think something like like 17% of the female population can climax solely by PIV penetration. And, I thought you were um, going to say pee something, like something involving urine. And I was like, what is happening? Like there was such a big oh, no. pause between P and B. And I was like, Sorry, pee. penis and vagina penetration. <laughs> Got it. Understood. Yeah. And so this site is based on research and it's a bunch of people who got together because they they finally wanted a way to have openness and research in their words to take a clear headed look at the many nuances of women's sexual pleasure. The taboo isn't helping anybody. And I feel like it's it's just such a good resource. There were comments on a couple of Guardian articles about it that was like, um, you know, I'm I'm 35 and I'm I've never had an orgasm. And I love the comments that people are making on this because it gives me hope that like with a with a partner who wants to like work on it and all that sort of thing that I, I might someday be able to do that. And there are apparently like videos. I mean, and it gets it's obviously a little bit graphic because there's a, a woman stimulating herself in an educational way, talking about what she's doing, talking about what works. In one comment, Owen was like, you know, it was really great to learn that there isn't just like one magic spot on this woman's vagina that always, or like on her vulva that always gets her off, like it moves from time to time, or something that works one time won't work the same way another time. And it made her feel much less alone about the way that she experiences pleasure both by herself and with a partner. So I don't know, check it out, everyone. It seems really fucking cool. And the more that we can learn about ourselves, the more that we can help whatever partner we are with, or, you know, just the more we can enjoy time on our own. So that's my, that's my on the nose self-love recommendation this week. Perfect. All right. Book clubs and oh my God, yes. All right. Well, is that it? 
Keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love sexy abdominal wounds. (laughs) All right. See you guys. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.